Hello. Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? We're down to four, my man. We are down to four. It's so crazy, David. When the playoffs start, like we have that collective like, yeah, there's just so many games every night. And then you're like, how are we ever going to make it? And then before you know it, we're down to the final four. Now we only got one game a night, right? Because it's, it's one conference finals. And then when the NBA finals get here, it's every other night or even two days off in between. So it's starting to, it's, it's calmed down a bit for us. I mean, I like it. I like it when there's lots of NBA, but you're not wrong. My wife is certainly happy that we can actually spend a little more time together, uh, which is always nice that I have that. Um, and uh, the game should be, I mean, they're dramatic yes. and yes. interesting. You've got a Goliath versus an underdog, you know, David versus Goliath kind of thing. And and then two pretty pretty good teams right now in Denver and LA. So, and lots of stars. No doubt. Uh, and David, uh, I'm sure you know this. This is a uh, redo of the final four teams in the bubble. All four teams were in the bubble. The same four teams that are back here. Yeah, and so and many, and the best players are still there. Correct yeah, yeah, for those teams, right? They've been with different teams. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's exciting. But before we get into that, David, unfortunately, we have to start with some um, unsettling news uh, in the NBA. Um, a video circulated around social media over the weekend on Saturday um, on an IG live of. Um, a friend of John Morant's named Devontae Pack, um, and Morant was seen in this video in a car with Pack uh, at one point as they were singing along to a rap song, brandishing a gun. You guys follow the NBA, you know this is not the first time this has happened with John Morant. This is the second time in three months that he's been seen on IG Live flashing a gun, and we know about all of the incidents over the past year um, in which John Morant has been present with either violence and or the threat of violence and the assumption of an alleged gun being present. Um, he was uh, suspended from the team after the most recent gun in, uh, gun incident in, in, uh, in Colorado for eight days or so. It's fuzzy because they, didn't, they never called it a suspension. Then he was down in Florida at this rehab place that he was there for like three days and that magically fixed everything, which of course <laughs> everyone knows that was bullshit. That doesn't fix anything, right? If you are truly committed to bettering yourself, it's a lifelong process. It ain't three days and then everything's good. Um, and he said, David, after the, 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 when their season ended, postseason ended, in actually quite disappointing fashion and losing to the Lakers, I have to mature, make better decisions, you know, off-court things really distracted us this year. I just have to be better. Well, David, this is not better. This is, this is more of the same. And I, I don't – a lot of people talking about, oh, my God, how could he do this? All the money is a chance to risk, blah, blah, blah. I, whatever. I don't care about that. And America leads the world in deaths attributed to gun violence. There are people out there who literally want to cause and do harm to people with guns. And when you advertise that you have a gun and you think this is a game, this can end horribly for you with the loss of life. And so I, I'm not calling for that. Obviously, I don't want that. But this is the direction he's going. And two, the NBA now is going to be forced to step in because Adam really has been not, I don't want to say lax, but Adam doesn't come down with the hammer the way David Stern did in the past when players would do things. Well, now he kind of has no choice. Jaw's doing this again out in public. It's a cry for help for sure. He needs help. And we've talked in the past. We don't think the NBA or the Grizzlies are the right place to do that. But at a minimum, he's going to face a severe suspension. Um, for context, everyone knows Gilbert Arenas 
was suspended 50 games in the 2009-2010 season when he brought guns into the locker room, uh, unloaded to settle a dispute with uh, teammate Javaris Crittenden. He missed 50 games. I would not be surprised, David, if at least half the season Morant's gone next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a almost a near tragic story. Luckily, it's not yet tragic. And um, guns are indiscriminate killers, too. So, uh, I mean, you know, whether you see movies in Hollywood uh, or um, in my case, in my case, not only have I lost players to gun violence, but uh, I've I've known other people that were killed that knew the targets. And so the bullets missed the target and killed the innocent bystander. We read about those things all the time. It's just all bad. It's just all bad. And the one thing I've always said this with a degree in psychology, I only have a bachelor's degree, which only helped me to understand the fragility of the human mind, the complexities of our minds. I I really don't know much else. I'm not very smart about it, Uh, but I have lived a long life so far. And um, uh, I know that, Typically, human beings, Gerard, aren't easily solved. They're not easily fixed. Mm-hmm. Whatever is going on with this young man thinking that there, it, it could be as simple as, fuck all y'all, I look cool doing this and I'm building my cred, just my street cred, whatever, could be much more sinister than that, which is the concern I think you have, as, as do I. Um, either way, it's just not going to be, you can't just scold him. Mm-hmm. Right, you can't just ground him if he was a fifteen-year-old. She's not. He's a grown man with a lot of money, and whatever he's done has worked. I had I deal with this all the time. We're going to be talking later today about Joel Embiid, all the things that you've done to make you who you are, uh, uh, isn't going to likely help you win a championship. So you can keep doing what you're doing, and, and uh, we understand it. James Harden, I've actually spoken to the people connected to James Harden already about. Something has to change. Like he just keeps running into the same problem. That isn't just done in a day, or or as you just said, three days. Mm-hmm. This is a he's got a he's been humbled in a way that he probably doesn't realize it. And it's all we can do is hope. Neither you and I won't be solving this. Um, I think you're right to point out about M Silver. Uh, I don't know what they did before, but I know what I would like to see. I'd like to see a meeting between. Robert Pira, Adam Silver, and John Morant, and his dad, or his mom, too. I don't really know their situation. Because uh, the other day, he is a son. You know, include his wife. I think he's married. No, he's not married. He has just a has a daughter. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. if he has a significant other, if he doesn't, it's different. If he does, like, this is an all-hands-on-deck here, we're worried. And if you can convince us that it's just the game you're playing, because ultimately you're building out, you're going to make more money on it, we're going to ask you to stop playing the game. We're going to penalize you for it. So in a sense, it's a net loss financially anyway. The fear is that it's more sinister than that. And we want to, we want to help be part of the solution. All hands on deck. That, that's what I would say. But I agree with you. I think I th- it, it, not, we don't know to rob the truth of the story. Let's hope Memphis finds out everything. It might just be something innocent, still wrong. But I could see half a season. I initially said full season. I think you're right. I think it should be half a season. Uh, you you have really fucked up, young man. And we never want this to happen again. That at least will wake him up. And now he's got a, a long time to fix it. Long time to fix it, which is what we want. Because during that time when you're suspended, you are away from the team. You're not allowed to be in the facilities, That's be right. near anybody, be near the guys. Can, you, like, can that be amended? Or uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's so. It's really interesting. 
So I, and, and again, you know, you may argue the reverse. Well, him being away from it, that may make it worse. He may go deeper down the rabbit hole wherever he is. Who knows? But I, something has to be done. The other thing is, I know for a fact he was going to be on the short list. Or, I mean, he still might be. I don't know. For when uh, Team USA training camp opens this summer for FIBA World Cup. Oh, my God. I mean, think about um, that. I strongly suggest that uh, Grant Hill and Steve Kerr take his name off of that list. Um, you know, I, I just you you can't be out here representing the country and i know team usa is different from the nba whatever but that's a reward in many ways right like we cannot reward you for this kind of behavior um you know and look if he finds a way if they don't do that and he and he and he ends up on the team and he goes out there there could be a learning lesson there too if he thinks he's going to be cool and bring a gun to cuz this tournament's being played in japan the philippines and i want to say Indonesia, if I'm not mistaken, I might not be sure about Indonesia, but Japan and the Philippines for sure. They, th- that's not America. They got very different gun laws over there. You screw around and bring a gun and you're found in that country. This isn't America where, all right, you're John Morant, you're this NBA star, we'll get you out on bail, this, that, and the third. I mean, Brittany Griner was in a Russian uh, gulag for six months for weed. A so, very small amount. Right? Uh, actually, technically, not even right. weed. Uh, the cartridges which contain hashish oil. Right. Look, I mean, right. so, okay. You want to think this is funny? End up in a jail that's not in America for because again, their due process ain't here. That may be the wake up call. Again, I don't want any you of these avoid things all to happen. Those things, right? I want to avoid all of this, but it's one of those situations where it's funny. I was talking to my girlfriend over the weekend. It's like, you know, and you have kids, so you you know that. I mean, uh, we don't, but like this idea of you teach your kids or you tell them, you know, don't do the thing, right? Don't touch the stove because it's hot. But kids just do what the fuck ever they want to do because they want to learn. They want to explore. And you tell them, no, no, no. And they still do it anyway. It's like, I don't want you to get burned, but I've given you every possible scenario to tell you this is not a good idea. You did it anyway. Now you got burned. Like, hopefully that is a lesson for you going forward. But he already got, I should listen he already got the lesson. Right, you, you would think he did. You know, and, you think. and so to transition to the actual games that matter, uh, we probably should point out um, uh, LeBron James probably probably made a mistake in his uh, ESPN television show about the yeah. decision. And if that is the one mistake right. he's made in his life, that's, that's pretty good. That's it, right? I mean, pretty good. I mean, the guy, the guy, I mean, he's not alone. There's, you know, the majority of the NBA players that we love and, and, and cheer for or, or break down all the time because they're in the finals, whatever, mm-hmm. like Steph Curry and all these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, 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 Draymond Green threw a punch. Bad, bad, but not, not bad. no one was going to die. This is much worse. Yeah. And so um, I'd like to see the whole, like I said, starts Adam Silver and Pira, mm-hmm. coach, mm-hmm. Uh, not coach, no, sir, at Pira, and then family. I wouldn't bring the coach yeah. in. Nothing against yeah. Taylor, yeah. but this is not about him. Um, yeah. 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 Let's hope that we don't have to ever talk. Hope In five years, no one will remember it. Three years, no one will remember yeah. it. Yeah. I hope we never have to discuss this situation yeah. ever again, honestly. Um, all right, David, let's move to game seven last uh, yesterday afternoon, Celtics and 76ers. Well, it was a game at halftime. Uh, Sixers were up three. I mean, or down three. It was, you know, uh, PJ Tucker's hitting threes. Tyrese Maxey kept them in the game. Despite Harden and Embiid not shooting the ball well, I was like, all right, we're, we're gearing up for a good third quarter. And you and I said something, not about this game specifically, but about a few of the playoff games. We're like, when you're getting pressure and it's the third quarter, like who's gonna who's gonna lock in when the other team drops a haymaker? 
or who's going to drop the rope, right? And we, we wondered that. And we actually wondered that about this series, but in game six, we were like, oh, if the Celtics are up in, in or the Sixers are up in game three in a closeout, uh, game six in the third quarter, will Boston drop the rope? Well, they were up in the fourth quarter. Boston did not drop the rope. As bad as Tatum was playing, he made the three biggest shots at the end. They win the game. Well, reverse happened in this one. Tatum goes on a three-point barrage in that third quarter. David Philly just they dropped the rope. And I was very disappointed in Joel Embiid and James Harden, not from the standpoint of they weren't making shots or scoring. You, shots you missed, that's whatever. Joel, you are the leader of this team as the best player, the MVP. You've got to do whatever it takes to win games, rebound, defend, but whatever, right? Like all the things necessary so that your guys are like, oh no, this guy is killing himself to win this game. We are too. I just, I did not see that from either of them. And that was very disappointing. Yeah, I just tweeted about this. Um, so my first, I, I probably have said this in the show before, my first glimpse into what a real blue chip player would look like in person uh, at beyond high school level, because obviously I've been a lot of high school great players, was uh, Grant Hill in, in 94, Final Four in Charlotte against the Gators when their starting center was the kid I coached for four years in high school, Demetri Hill. And Grant, ate, he just wouldn't let Duke lose. Florida had, Florida's up 13. My kid, it's a jumper. From like 17 feet, they go to timeout. I've seen this on tape over the years. Billy Packer's like, like, here we go, man. Florida's gonna is is killing mm-hmm. them. And then it was the Grand Hill show. And it's not like Florida won 30 games that year. They they knew what they were doing. They couldn't stop that guy. Well, mm-hmm. five years later, he was the best player in the world, or whenever Jordan was done, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um Jason Tatum was struggling. Struggling. Terrible, terrible, terrible in game six. Until they, I thought he made four threes in the last four minutes of the game. Was was four, I, was I thought four, it yes. was four. Um, Either way, yeah. he, he, no. he started hitting shots, and right. it was and 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 so there's a lesson to be learned there too. By the way, of role players don't get that opportunity. They're yanked out when they miss two or three. Yeah, this guy could, he was zero of six or whatever. Um, and and worse than that, or from the field, over three, over six, whatever from three. Uh, you you that that person who can step up and finish games the blue chippers are, are special and they get paid for it. Your point about Embiid's voice, I think is really important or Harden or l- the lack of um, early this season. I reported to you that a, a Nuggets player told me that Jokic, uh, they were playing, I want to say at Houston and he did not like how they were warming up and this, they were rolling at this point. This before they started not playing so well and he brought them all in and fucking Talk to him, however he said it, about, like, wake the hell up. Uh, there is no question who's the drum major of that team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can have more than one. And you can have the coach. Like, I think in Miami, Jimmy Butler is amazing. Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry is amazing, too. Mm-hmm. I still think Spoh that voice. In Boston, and we're going to get to them in a minute, I think Missoula might have more than I realized with a voice. Mm-hmm. I, this article I read recently, today. But... um. Philly got, it seemed like Philly got punched in the face. It really looked that way, that this was a fight. And just like in a, as, as someone who used to be a big fan of boxing, man, both fighters can look totally even. One punch can just really change the dynamics of the fight. Yeah. And so this is what we talk about all the time. You know me with the Thorpe's rule and everything for, oh, we, yeah. we're, trying to, we're trying to throw knockout punches, man. That's all I want to do as a coach is go 10-0 runs, 12-0 runs, 14-0 runs, and then not let you do 8-0 runs to me. 
Sometimes I'd let go eight. Normally it'd be six. But sometimes if it was a team I was worried less about, I wouldn't call a timeout towards an eight-point run, whatever. We're trying to throw those punches and then manage the margin from there. Because very often, you, that guy's just going to be spinning around, spinning around. The team's just going to fall over. And that Philly just fell over. They just, they, Boston couldn't miss. Well, guess what? Had Philly been able to match them and maintain a deficit of seven, eight, nine, they'd have been fine. Mm-hmm. They couldn't mm-hmm. score. Boston couldn't miss. The game was over fast. Fast. Yeah. You, you know, you, you mentioned a term you love to use, which is the disposition to dominate. Tatum had that from the oh, yeah. in game seven. You could see it in his and, eyes. And Bede and Harden did not. Yeah. They just they just didn't. And you said you 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 know you talk about it. It's like when you're working on a, a kid for the draft and he's getting ready. You're like, if you think this is about basketball, you're going to lose. This is a fight, it's a war, and you have to bring it. And I was just disappointed. Philly just didn't bring it. I was like, guys, it's Game Seven. Like this is you know you are a team that you were high on all year. Look, say what you want about Boston giving away games, whatever. The point is, you were up three two. And had a chance to close it out in six. And it still went to seven. So by definition, series was even. You had a chance to get to the conference finals. And with your season on the line, you did this? I mean, yes, Tatum was brilliant. I mean, the numbers were fantastic. 17 to 28, 6 of 10 from three, 11 of 14 from the line, 13 rebounds. I mean, no turnovers. I mean, he was... That's sick. He was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, but, Joel, you were the MVP. G- give me something, right? Well, like, so let's be specific about this. Uh, it's not just about missing shots. You can't just look at the box score uh, and know this. We watched the game. Mm-hmm. There is, for, for expert eyes, we can see, you know, it, I don't love the, the phrase, well, they just want it more than us. But sometimes it's true. Mm-hmm. And you have to do something to break off Tatum's rhythm. Something. Uh, uh, bum, bum, do something. Phoenix scored 27. And Boston beat you by 30 because everyone else was hot. And you and your answer was, well, Tatum was unguardable. We had to send more resources to it. And if someone else beat us, so we lived with it, that's good. That's not what happened right. yesterday. Right. Jalen Brown went off. The Celtics shot well. And Tatum scored 51. And guess what? That's a record. So literally, you gave up a scoring record in a game seven. They've been playing the NBA for how long? <laughs> no, what is it? Eighty uh, something years now, and <laughs> no one's ever scored fifty-one in a game seven. Well, your team right. just Curry, allowed it. Curry just set the record: fifty points right. two weeks ago against the Kings, right. and Kidd and Brooklyn. Right. It's to me. It's it's just man. I've been I've been hammering Sam Mitchell for twenty years. I had a player on the Raptors, and they gave up eighty-one to Kobe. Mm-hmm. I blame the coach for that. Like there's a, there's way there's things you can do. You still lose by the same amount, maybe, which is the point. But that dude isn't the one knocking us down. Mm-hmm. And they they messed up. They just I don't know what they were thinking. That that lack of I mean I, I want to see someone throw a chair, something. I, just get angry. I, I want to see someone put him on his ass. The hard screen. They just they just kind of just took it. They they acted like well he'll miss soon, like he's not been great this whole postseason. Yeah, but he's a blue chipper. <laughs> like he's two time <laughs> All NBA first team, not one yes, time. He's two time. I believe I'm right. Two time. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he Listen, he was phenomenal. And well, you see, after game six, what he did is his walk-off interview, because, you know, he was O of like a million to start that game. And then he said, well, you know, humbly, I am one of the best players I, in the I world. I thought he was great in that interview. And it's just like, I mean, he is. It's, it's like, exactly I mean. what he should have said. That's exactly what I would have said to him, is you're one of the best players in the world. You're struggling. Here's how we get back. Like, 
I wouldn't say there's someone that isn't one of the best players in the world. Correct. I, that's a lie. Um, I thought he was very humble when he said it. Yes. It wasn't just what he correct. said there, being humble. You know, he he admitted it's his issue. Yeah. And we've been talking and, about this, referencing even last year when he went through his struggles yep. and he got hot. He was not having a great postseason, not great end of the season. Now I'm a little worried if I'm Miami because – that dude, what I say, he scored 63 points in 45 minutes in game six and seven. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal. And, um, mm-hmm. and they shot well, and they have a lot of weapons on both ends. And you got Jimmy Butler and Spo. So yeah. I, I, don't know, I, I, I don't know that it can be a long series. It might be, but yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet that it would be. We'll, we'll, we'll get to our preview of, of that series a little bit yeah. later in the show. I, I want to... I want to talk about Missoula for a second because I've been kind of flipping back and forth on what I feel about him. In the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe it didn't matter. Like, he's got them ready to go. And But then, like, certain comments Jalen Brown would make, like, still talking about Ime Udoka and then Marcus Smart, even in this playoff, said, yeah, Missoula's learning. I'm like, is this the part that you want to learn when you're – but maybe it's fine. You can learn whatever you learn. Like, it doesn't matter when you learn. Um, But you said you read an article that's got you thinking, like, yeah. Maybe Missoula's going to be just fine. Um, I, I, there's no way he's the X and O coach that one day he's going to be. Not possible. Correct. It's just not possible. It's his first year. He's better now than he was maybe in day one, game one. He, he's maybe empowered that he just survived a 3-2 deficit going to the MVP's home. And it's not like this MVP was playing on a, on a seven seed. They're a very good team. 50-plus wins every year. So um, maybe he feels a little more... Uh, confident Mumo swagger, but there's no question he did two things that really changed the series. One was um, uh, J- he told Jason Tatum, I love you, in late in game six before mm-hmm. he went off. Mm-hmm. I have some experience with that. I didn't use those words to this same player I mentioned at Florida. He had big free throws late in the game in high school on the road against a team that had a future NFL player and some great college basketball players. And, and he was not a great free throw shooter. As he went to the free throw line, I, I, I called him over to me and I said, I said, um, I'm going to love you the way. Make or miss, I'm going to love you the way. He's like, I know, coach. She was great. Um, I don't remember if you made him. I think he did, but I don't remember for sure. Um, but this helped Tatum. Tatum talked about it after the game. I mm-hmm. think Tatum did. I know Missoula did. Yeah, Missoula talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Sure. Um, I like that. And then yesterday, uh, he kind of got on them. Like, like, wake the fuck up. Let's go. We got to fight. We got to compete. And then they pretty quickly answered and then never looked back. So my point is, and Horford said great things about him after the game. So my point yeah. is, um, he might be an expert on the relationship motivating side of things. Mm-hmm. And that's no small thing. That's, that's as big a part of the job as Will, the exit. Willie Green is really good with that. See, Ty Lue is a great pragmatist. I'm not sure Ty Lue is great at motivating. I don't know. I know he's a very, has a very pragmatic mind, whatever. Um, this is a good thing, especially when you're as they're the most talented team. Well, L. Lakers are really talented too, so one of the two most talented teams left. If if he's got that in his in his bag, pretty good, pretty important. So this is so what what you're saying, David, is his voice is being heard and it's take taken in inside that huddle and in the locker room. See, seems and to when be you, when you are a coach in the NBA. Yes, X, it's part X's and O's and strategy and tactics for sure. You are also a salesman. You must sell your system on both ends of the floor and what you believe in, and they have to buy it. If they're not buying what you're selling, I don't care how brilliant you are. It, 
It don't matter. John Chaney, Temple Universe, one of my all-time favorites. Right? Are, are you I mean, buying and, and Chaney, selling? Are, are you? And if you're not, what, what are we? I might as well just go sit the fuck down. Well, you know, we could talk about the Sixers. That is a problem. Yes, and we will get to their offseason yeah. plans in a minute. Um, you are also an ego manager. Look, every player in the NBA has an ego. Has to because because you ain't gonna make it in this league if you don't have one. I have to manage that in the context of our overarching goal, which is winning a championship. How do I keep Jason happy and Jalen happy and Marcus Smart and Peyton Pritchard, right? The, you're, so you're part psychologist, part mentor. Sometimes you got to be, you know, hopefully, and this is, I know, something, David, you wish more coaches would do. Take your player out to dinner. You know, coach, I'm struggling. You know, me and my girl aren't getting along. What, whatever the situation is. Gonna I, whatever. You'll get to know him better. Right? So you have to do all of these things. The best coaches, in, and it's only a handful of them, ain't that many, that do this. Steve Kerr, probably the best at... All of the things, right? This is this is the job, and if you if you're deficient in one area, it's going to be really really tough. But I think if you can get the people part down, the belief that goes because at the end of the day, it's still a people business, right? It's still about my relationship with you. So it seems like Missoula's fought through some of that, and and or at least formed a relationship, which takes time. If I was Brad Stevens, I would call Missoula in the office and with the owner, and I would say to him. Like mission accomplished it, to, to get us back. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest challenge. Now it's almost like a crapshoot, you know, these next few games, right. uh, next few series. Um, but the hard thing was getting back to this point again. How many, how many Eastern conference finals has Tatum made now? Tatum and Brown. I mean, Pretty, it seems like they've, they've been in one just about every year. They've made the playoffs. They've been in, they lost in the first round two years ago. And then maybe the conference semis one of the time, but basically they've been in the conference finals. Since Unbelievable. Been in the uh, I, I would say to Missoula, like, uh, don't worry about making any, any mistakes now. You, you've already proven you're, Coach free. You, you're the right guy. Uh, if you want to check with me, great. If you don't want to check with me, fine. Don't be afraid to do whatever you need to do to, to kick Jimmy Butler's ass and, and uh, let's get to the finals. Uh, you've, you've proved your worth. You're, 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 we'll give an extension. Uh, um, go just go be a great coach, yeah, because he's already yeah, no, it. He, he sure has it, it, it's been phenomenal. All right, let's uh move to the Sixers side of this and look at their offseason. Uh, David, they got some choices to make first. Let's start with Harden as a player option, um, for the if he can exercise to stay in Philly. Uh, I know he wants more money. Um, you and I both think that he should not be making the max contract, at least not in Philly. If some other team wants to play on the max, fine, but. Not going to help. Not going to help that roster. Not at the age and level he's at. He's still a very good player, as witnessed. He played three really good games. Well, no, two series. elite games. One two elite and one game. really good yeah. game. Right. So and so and they won those three. Right. Those were three games they won. Yeah. Which, by the way, and we'll get to Joel and yeah. in a minute. I'm like, you know, right. Harden played well for three games. Yeah. You right. okay? Um, what do they do with the Harden situation? My the first thought is you bring him back at a number you want. And if he's down with that, so you can make more additions, great. But if he wants max money, then you got to figure out something else to get something of value back, have him opt in, have him agree to a deal somewhere else. All the machinations that go on behind the scene, but it, it that has to be a number that works for Philly. Yeah, I I mean, I probably would, I know Daryl Daryl loves him. I know. Yeah, we, we know that. I probably would do a sign and trade if I could. Mm, I don't know what yeah. the rules are for him on sign and trade, but I think you can. Um, because what they're best at is to harden Embiid pick and roll, and Embiid just doesn't want to do it. 
the best that is the yeah. best play in, in basketball is the Embiid Harden finger roll. So I, I haven't checked I haven't checked the latest numbers, but it, at one point it was like one point three something yeah. points per possession. I it's, I don't like I don't like going into another season knowing that the best action is something your best player doesn't want to do. So um, that's, that's a there's an argument to keep him obviously. Uh, that maybe MB comes around, which we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would also talk to Joel because he's your, mm-hmm. you know, he's your future, even though he's yeah, for sure. going on thirty. We're getting, close. Um, getting close. Yeah, I think he's twenty nine and like four fifths or whatever. Look it up. Um, I, I would want his buy in. Yeah, he's twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would want his buy in on on what we do with James. Um, yep, because he, he right. could help a lot of teams still. Oh, no doubt. The other elephant in the room. Doc, Doc Rivers, um, you know, you and I have talked long and hard that we don't, we didn't think Doc was long for this job, right? Um, and now that they underperformed again in the postseason, I think, you know, it's very easy for Daryl to say, look, you know, you run it back with this team two times already. It hasn't worked, right? So maybe, so we talked about before, they're not buying what you're selling. We got to get somebody else in here who's going to sell something a little bit better. I could easily see that happening. Um, you know, Doc will get paid out whatever's left on his deal. Right. How many years he has? Who even knows? A year, maybe two. Like, either I'm not worried about Doc Rivers' financial situation. He's just fine. <laughs> um, it's really about what do they think in Philly works from a coaching standpoint. Who should they bring in? What's going to work? And I know you are big on can we just stop doing the retread thing and names that we already know? Be innovative and think and just go find some guy in the G League who's ripping it up who's got the ability to build relationships like we talk about and sell and do something radical. I doubt they do that, but that's what we think they should do. I mean, I like Frank Vogel. Um, I'm not sure I like anyone else that's available. That's been a, a head coach. <laughs> I mean, Nick Nurse, and there are a lot of guys available. Yeah, I mean, I love Nick nurse when he at Toronto first, I didn't love him so much lately, but it, it, it is true that with Pirtle, the Raptors were like plus nine for a hundred. So, he didn't do a very good job developing their bench. And, and this team has a very deep bench if as yeah. currently constructed. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't be afraid to talk to Nick Nurse. I, I know I, I know I wouldn't talk to. I wouldn't talk to Mark Jackson. <laughs> I would hope I don't think I don't think Mark's gonna I mean, I don't think Mark's coaching again. The NBA. I would hope it's Milwaukee would hire him, that's for sure, if I was Philly. <laughs> um but yeah, just to me, Doc, like it was just so obvious with the deer in headlights, and you want your coach to be able to step forward there and it just yeah, based on people I've talked to and everything, I'm not. I don't think they're buying him, and uh, so it's it's time for a change. Uh, Daryl uh, knows the whole world. There's plenty of coaches, out no there. doubt. Yeah, plenty of coaches out there. Look, David, here's something else I want to bring up. So Joel Embiid in his Sixers tenure, yeah, he's been in eleven playoff series, five series wins, six losses, zero and four in series versus teams that have fifty plus wins, and he has not made the conference finals one time. In the Atlanta series uh, two years ago, it was Ben Simmons' fault because he didn't make a layup. Last year, um, it was, well, he didn't have enough time with Harden to get gelled and get together, whatever. Years before, well, we were injured or Kawhi had this 17-bounce shot and went in and we would have made it. All right, well, the common denominator in all those things is, well, but Joel, you've been here, though. So when do we start looking at, and, you know, you look back, Joel, particularly as his team advances past the first round, his numbers don't get better or even maintain. They actually start getting worse. Now, that coincides with generally he gets hurt later as, as the playoffs go on. Um, you know, he hasn't had, and you know me, David, we are not about that signature playoff. We, we don't believe in that shit here. But 
he has not had that series or that moment where you're like, oh no, this dude is the best player in the world. Like he's like that disposition to dominate that. No, 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 we're doing this and this is mine. And you, I don't give a fuck what you guys do. And we didn't see that. We see some holes in his game, particularly when Boston decides, all right, because one thing Joel still struggles to do is pass out of double and triple teams, right? He still has a propensity to turn the ball over. They've got their wall up and the man, you know, they know where their man is or they're supposed to be watching, but all eyes are locked in on Joel. And instead of like we talked about Booker last week, process fast, quick, quick move, slow. Joel, why are you holding the ball and taking all this time? You're letting these guys get closer and closer, creep in. He puts the ball on the ground, negating his seven foot two height, steal, tries to pass, turnover, rips the ball away. So he's got to get better in those areas for sure. Um, but, you know, Joel isn't blameless here, right, in, in, in this whole scenario. No, he's not. I mean, to be fair, it, those other teams were more flawed. This was his best team. They got beat by a team that was better all season. A better team. Yeah. I mean, but they meanwhile, they were minutes away from closing him out in game six. And so if we're fair, we look at it that way. But you, as you alluded to, he didn't have a great postseason. And for whatever reason. Now, he could be I, – I suspect the knee is way more hurt than yeah, we are. Yeah, but this is what we're saying. Know. This is part of the story. Um, I, I, that's why I almost feel like, you know, moving hard and let Maxi take on even more. I actually trust Maxi some. Um, you know, they have to add more players if they lose sure. Harden. But they've got a good – they've got a good – they've got to sign some of those guys again. Yeah. Um, it's a humbling game, man. It's a humbling <laughs> game. It sure is. Yeah, I it think sure I think um, I I like I like that these guys don't love to lose. Um, Giannis knocked out. You know these guys knocked out now. Um, how do you respond from it? You know how do you respond? It's uh, you. This is this is the responsibility of making the kind of money you make and winning the MVP. Uh, Jokic has handled it very well. When you consider he's never played with an All Star still. The Celtics thus far have handled it well, right? The disappointment of losing in the finals I mean, last year. They, I mean, if, well, they go back to Tatum lost as a rookie in the West Eastern Conference Finals, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're, here they are again. Like, this is, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're showing something. Yeah. 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 He's been in more Eastern Conference Finals than Embiid has, like, 5 nothing. Right. Yes. Embiid has been to zero. I also um, think it's a problem with positioning. Where, yes. Where Jokic initiates offense a lot and doesn't, can't, shouldn't. Correct. Correct. It does make a difference, yeah. Yes, which is why we always say in the postseason, you want those predator, apex predator wing guys, right? Your Tatum's, your Jalen Browns, your Kawhi's, like all these dudes who can bring the ball up themselves, who can dot. Right? That's that's what you win with those guys, right? You need that type of player when someone has to give you the ball. It makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, the Maxi extension is coming up, right? He's he's rookie extension extension eligible. I mean, he's looking around, well, I see Jordan Poole got this. I see Tyler Hero got this. It's like, ah, I think I'm going to be getting some more money than those guys. So that's that's something to watch out for. And then on the – what do you think of their guys that are like sort of at the bottom of their their bench? Um, Well, not bottom, but guys who maybe can develop a little bit more. Paul Reed. I like him. Um, I think – I think DeAnthony Melton could still use some development. Like, Like, okay, okay. I I like that roster very much. This was – Daryl Moore and Rob Belenka put together incredible rosters. Good rosters. Um, listen, Calvin Booth did a good job in Denver. Mike Malone just chose not to play some of them, but they're deep as hell. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they, with with what I think the last pick of the first round, Christian Christian Braun. 
He's, he's playing very he's well. He's in the there. rotation. So mm-hmm. management for those teams have done well. Um, Miami, not so much. Miami is all about coaching. <laughs> Because they haven't used a lot of draft picks, a lot of their own especially. But th- those guys are undrafted, and they are – I mean, Gabe that's, Vincent, that's, Max Struess. That's like, coaching and also a little the G League. Let's franchise a little bit. I don't think it's great mm-hmm. scouting. I think it's great coaching. It's what I think. I mean, they – but look at that. You you got – I mean, Bam and Jimmy, yes, very good. But the rest of those guys, undrafted. And look at them. Conference finals. Duncan like Robinson. Look, there's talent Vincent. out there, guys. It's like you always say. You got to coach them up and put them in yeah, the best spot coach to succeed. Them up. Get them inspired. Um, let's take a quick break here, David, and then we're going to get into some off seasons for a couple teams before we do our conference previews. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, so... We know what the conference uh, previews are set. It's going to be Boston and, and uh, Miami. We'll get to that in a minute. Miami eliminated the Knicks. Um, let's talk about the Knicks briefly in their offseason work. I think, you know, we talked about it last week. There's just between knowing the path and walking the path, right? Well, for a few games of this postseason, we think R.J. Barrett started walking the path. The question is, is human nature going to set in? Is he going to, oh, I figured it out. I'm just relaxed all summer? Or is it No. I now know what I need to do to be – I'm going to be relentless all summer working on my game to come back. So next year, I have no lulls or no dips. I mean, I'm going to miss shots here or there, but I know what I have to do, and I'm going to be that kind of player going forward. They know what they have in Jalen Brunson. He was incredible. As you mentioned on our call this morning, they won the minutes he was on the floor. He just can't play out every minute because, <laughs> you know, it's not possible. Um, don't they were don't think Tibbs didn't think about it, though. <laughs> oh, he definitely thought about it. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they like Grimes quickly was got injured towards the end. So, you know, he's got to develop again this summer. What do you, mean, can, you can teach Mitchell Robinson to shoot free throws, right? Like he can get better. At well, you still can teach me to shoot above the front of the rim. Fuck. That, the, he, do that. he made a free throw where I thought the laws of physics were defied. The ball <laughs> yes. never seemed to get above the rim. It still went in. Like what in the world? I was with my brother, who my brother, the doctor, who's no dummy. We're like, how did that physically, literally physically <laughs> happen? Like, they're going to study that in a Harvard physics class. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, yes, for sure you can teach that. I mean, so he can get better at that. He can get better, um, yeah. And, and, he can, and I think you're probably – you got to – I think now, again, he makes his second All-NBA team. I think you know what the Julius Randle story is. I, I think you move him to get some other pieces and things in here to, you know, move – ascend with this group because I just don't – 
Julius Randle is just not that not that player to be that number two guy that you need. I just don't see it in his game. Or just change his role. Mm-hmm. You know, reduce his role a little bit. Uh, Obi Toppin, I think, should play more. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Obi's just another one. Obi should play all the time. So that's so he's a game changer athletically. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing about all these teams, if you, I, I texted all my players yesterday. The one thing you should see in the playoffs is, I, uh, it's it's the playoffs are so much more about making tough shots, but not taking bad shots. Uh, the same shots you take during the season that are open are typically not as open. That doesn't mean they're a bad shot. They're just a tough shot because you might not get a better one. Right. Um, you've got to practice making tough shots. And uh, not as contested, more contested than they were regular season, later in the clock than regular season. You've got to practice that. And um, these guys will have reference points to do that all, all, all season. For sure. No, absolutely. And it's, you know, there's a bunch of teams that are kind of in an interesting position. Nick's notwithstanding because they weren't really on the championship bus. No, bus, no as I we kicked said, them off last the, week. But, but the Sixers were. Uh, another team that was on the championship bus that, that lost over the weekend uh, or last week was the Phoenix Suns. They fire Monty Williams. Um, yeah. This is after two straight postseasons where they get embarrassed in game seven. Um, and, you know, Monty, to his credit, after the game said, to have us not show up and be ready for a do or die game, that has to fall on me. Like I have to get them better prepared to, and it's like, this ain't, this ain't a rookie team. Buddy. These are vets. Like they know, they know what the fuck they, they've been in game sevens. They know. Um, and you know, to not come out with the urgency required anyway, he, he, he took, he took the blame for that new owner, Matt Ishbia came and we can kind of see this coming, right, David, when new owners take over, this is new, this is new owner stuff, right? I'm going to fire everybody. I'm bringing other people that I want. Like, okay. We'll see. I mean, when you make the trade for Durant and you gut your roster of, you know, your young, your talent with Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and you give away all your draft picks, you're limited now. And now, especially uh, our good friend uh, Kevin Arnavis, an article about James Jones in the draft from a couple of years ago, if you remember. And James, not a fan of the draft, right? Like over the course of his life, he said, in many ways, Jones, a 22-year-old player, is a personification of the prospect Jones, the 41-year-old GM, values most. An older player with a refined skill and a mature temperament. In Phoenix, the word potential is strictly verboten. And, you know, look, there are more than one way to skin a cat. But to me, when you completely, not because they don't ignore it, but when you don't focus on the draft, which is an area where you're able to get young talent and get them on team-friendly deals, I think that that is an indictment on your ethos right, as a team and how you think about player development. And two, your, your, your belief that we can't find young players and develop them and to make them contributors uh, as, as we're trying to win. And in the example he used was, yeah, Devin Booker was great, but he didn't start winning until Chris Paul and his older guys got here. I'm like, okay, but that team was also shitty around him, right? You had all bad players. Like if you bring a, a young player into, and you believe in your development system, Young players can contribute. Now, they may not be freaking superstars on day one. Christian Brown. We just said it. He is in the rotation for a team in the Western Conference Finals. It can happen. You can figure out a way. So I don't love the fact that James is like, ah, who cares about the draft? We'll just figure out some other ways. I'm like, okay, good luck. So we'll see what they do in in the offseason in Phoenix. Well, remember, he's talking about not doubting the draft pick. So what he's saying is, there are players maybe we can get that weren't drafted that are Correct. young 
that we think can be developed into a rotation players. He's right. He's right. Um, but you got to do it. You know, you got to do it. And as I always tell players, don't, don't come to me um, with the idea that it's, you know, in time, you're going to be much better. That's a given. Right. Uh, we're trying to fast forward the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want you to get better in six months compared to someone it might take six years or three years mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some work to do. They've, they've got mm-hmm. not a lot to work with and some real talent that wants to win. Not a lot to work with. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the likely people to move are Aiton, obviously, yeah. and Chris Paul. The rest of his contract's not guaranteed. So right. they, they got to figure out what they're doing there. And then, you know, there's also something to be, to be noted of. Matt Ishbia is being advised by Isaiah Thomas, that Zeke, not young Isaiah Thomas, that you young kids know. Detroit um, Pistons. Yeah. The Jordan Detroit Pistons. C- correct. <laughs> correct. And, and who also hates Jordan. Um, that's, you know, just something worth watching there. Um, I don't know what that means, but just pay attention to what's going I, on. I don't, I don't think it's a great sign, to be fair. <laughs> well, he, I didn't want to say that. He was a good coach at FIU. I, <laughs> I don't think he's – he was just one of the best players, one of my favorite players of all time. He's not someone that I trust in this scenario. But we'll see. But that, but that, that's the game, though, isn't it, David? You can cozy up to the billionaire owner and be that I voice mean, in his, his ear. That's the whole game. And billionaire owners love dealing with pro athletes. It's one reason they why sure they're buying teams. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, it's kind of sure do. All right, the other team that uh, was on the bus and has some decisions to make this summer as well: the Golden State Warriors. The first one, I think, the biggest domino is: is Bob Myers going to be back? And at this point, I don't think Bob knows. Bob may be feeling some burnout and kind of want a little bit of a break, you know, as fun as it is winning championships and doing all, like that's a grind, man, to do that year after year and be good and deal with all the internal politics and the back and forth. So he may want a little, little time out in San Diego, play some beach volleyball and just cool out for a while. So we'll see what happens there. Draymond said he wants Chicago to- for the combine. <laughs> that's right. Now. Draymond- yeah. Draymond wants to be back. Um, Clay wants to be back. Everybody wants to be back. Well, if you want to do that, Joe Lacob has said, I'm not paying no $400 million tax and luxury bill, um, especially if we're not winning a championship, which they did not this year. So decisions are going to be made. But you think, and we talked about a little bit last week, Jordan Poole could be someone that could be on the move. Now, they have to bring, they're going to have to get salary to come back and what have they you. They could do that, too. Maybe yeah. their thought is, you know what? Our old core is just fine. We need maybe instead of young guys who are complaining about their roles or who struggle on defense or whatever the situation, who got punched in the face by a teammate at the beginning of the season, maybe another player who makes similar money, who's a little bit older, a little bit more mature, who knows and understands what we need here, that'll fit better. I can't think off the top of my head who that is, but, you know, we'll see. I looked I looked around. I thought, you know, I wonder if Terry Rozier has anything left in the gas tank. Yeah, you, you mentioned Terry yeah, Rozier. Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm not sure Terry. that's a good pick, but I'm just saying. Uh, he has been in a terrific score in, in the previous seasons, not this year. Um, yeah, it seems like pool. I mean, Draymond can choose to play for less money. Sure. So can he play. Can. Sure, sure. I don't see how you're bringing back at that price. Yeah. No, I mean, but but Draymond was second team all defense. So, I mean, I. He is amazing defensively. And he scored right. a bunch in he, he, he game uh, five. five. Game five. Yep. Yeah. The, the the person who has to come back at less money is Clay. Yeah. Like you got to that that number has to come down forty whatever. No, for sure we gotta we gotta bring that down. Does he want to? And will he accept that? Right. That's that's where I think Bob would get him maybe to do it. Yeah. If Bob comes back, right. if it's a new guy, I don't see that happening. So yeah. 
some choices to make because Steph Curry's still very good. Uh, Steve <laughs> Kerr's got one year left on his deal. So this team still, you know, and I think Kaminga and Moody have also shown that they can be players that can do something. Again, development-wise, are they ready to be consistent contributors uh, with this team going forward? Because next year, if those guys come back, it's going to be championship robust for sure. Um, all right, let's get into the Western Conference Finals preview, Lakers and Nuggets. The first question I have is, how much do LeBron and AD have left in the tank? I mean, they they played some heavy minutes uh, in those first two rounds. And the mental tax of the last series against Golden State and the Cuisinart, and that that wears on you now. That you're, you're worn down after that. Denver doesn't quite play that, but they play pretty close. Yeah, they're great right? They play pretty close. So it's not going to be, oh, we can rest and relax this series. No. I'm not playing the Knicks. I saw, I saw, I saw. Drove, drove, drove. Knicks getting killed on the five. Knicks great offense regular season, not in the postseason. <laughs> so that's my first question. How much do AD and LeBron have left in the tank? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the question. And they each have challenges. Uh, uh, yes. AD specifically against uh, Jokic and LeBron. Might have to play some backup center minutes when AD is out with foul trouble or just resting. Um, Aaron Gordon. Remember, uh, people forget about this, but Wiggins was had broken cartilage in his ribs mm-hmm. when LeBron had 30 in the elimination game. Mm-hmm. But he had not played well in that series before that. Mm-hmm. And, and Aaron Gordon and, had a great series against Kevin Durant. And he's a big, strong dude. I think that's a sneaky important factor in the series is Aaron Gordon's ability to, to make LeBron look mortal. No doubt. And look, we, we've talked about it. LeBron picks the spots when he attacks the rim because he cannot do it relentlessly yeah. as he once did. And so if you're going to – we know what the, what, the, what the book is, right? That pick and roll comes, go under and make him shoot threes, which he's more than think, willing to do. That's what they'll do. Yeah. He's shooting it like 20-something percent. So until you make four or five, I'm not, I'm not chasing you over the top. You show me you can beat me from three. Then I'll change up my strategy. I think that's probably where, where they're going to start. That's the book, right? We'll see, we'll see if it holds up. Um, are the Lakers role players? So your Ruby Hachimura's, Austin Reeves, all those guys, are they ready for the conference finals moment? Um, you know, the playoffs are obviously a new thing for a lot of them. First round is different from second round, different from – we are – we win this, we're going to the chip, guys, the big dance. LeBron and AD, they've been there. They, they're going to be fine. These young guys, can they handle the emotion of this is we're talking, this is conference finals now. We'll see. I, they, they they played well to this part. Um, but this is also for Austin Reeves and these guys, the longest they played basketball all year, right? You, you can see it. They're getting tired as well, too. As young as they are, they're feeling it as well. So I think how their role players respond is something I'm gonna be watching watching for as well. I loved Lonnie Walker the fourth, uh, you know, his 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 sort of resurgence this this postseason. Big right? part of this He's, big part of the series win. He started the season as the starter. Then guys got hurt. The trades happened. He was on the bench. Then it's like, you know, but he said, I just, I kept working, kept. And, you know, this is something I know you talk to your players about. When you're not getting minutes, you have to prepare as though you are. Because someone's going to twist an ankle. Something's going to happen. And you can't get in the game and be like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. You have to be ready. And he was ready for his moment. I always tell the guys, I'd rather be disappointed every time the whistle blows than it put you in than be shocked when he does. So that's the mentality you have to take. Yeah. I mean, Nuggets have the same kind of role players to depend on. No, yeah. You, you are 100% yeah, right. Because Christian Braun, is he ready? <laughs> All these guys, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, mm-hmm. KCP, 
Just because you did it before, it doesn't mean you'll be great again. True, true. Yeah, there's a, they, they, it's, there's a very even teams. They are. They I, are. I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, I said this on our call this morning, and I have no statistical evidence to back it up. I have no data that shows me anything. I have nothing. But I feel if Michael Porter Jr. is good in this series, and not every game awesome, but if he's good overall in this series, on both sides of the floor, as David pointed out to me, not just making shots, but he's not a sieve on defense and a turnstile, I think the Nuggets win. Now, of course, everyone knows this is because Michael Porter Jr. fits my basketball love language. Tall dudes who can score from anywhere on the floor. I love it. If he's good, I like their chances this series. That's a big if. Because as you say, yeah, it's not no, a lot no, to count no, on. But I, he's, I'm a fan. He's a good player. Uh, amazing shooter. Can't get, get to him with his size. Um, needs to be energized on defense, aware on defense. Mm-hmm. Should be. Mm-hmm. Might have to guard LeBron some. Uh, people are afraid of that, but I but I've listened to some podcasts recently. I'm not because I know this. If uh, if LeBron, if MPJ is on LeBron, we know what LeBron's going to do, and you can tr- you can strategize some in terms of how you're going to help, where you're going to help from, when you're going to help, and so and you can keep that moving a little bit. So LeBron can't always pick you apart, knowing help definitely come from here. Maybe maybe he's come from here. Maybe we're going to move from the weak side. The, the things we can do. So I do think he's really important because they're going to struggle to guard that Murray Jokic pick and roll. No doubt. And that's going to leave him wide open. And what Michael Porter Jr. can use is because while he's not as strong as LeBron, he's not whisper thin. He's 6'10". As David always says, wall up and tall up. Use that he length. Do this it. is not LeBron from eight years ago who's going to blow by you. And, right. Oh, like, use your length. Like, and they have it. to because Jokic isn't a rib protector. They have to do Correct. it. Correct. Yeah, they have to do it all those different ways. Um it's still probably going to come down to can they solve the Jokic minutes? And for, for L.A., can they solve the Jokic minutes? For Denver, can we live without them? Because they've not well, been good without them. Maybe if Denver played their backup center once in a while, they might be okay. Just to talk. Yeah, yeah. And the backup center <laughs> when he was in L.A., he had 21-6. and six. Thomas Pratt had 21-6 against the Lakers. Jokic got hurt. I, Jokic. AD got hurt in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thomas came forward. They, the Lakers won. The next time they played, no AD. Uh, the, Lake, the, the Lakers lost in a good game, and he had 17 and 10. And he can't get off the bench. And other teams have played the other guys that didn't play, and all of a sudden they're playing. I don't think Mike Williams is going to do that. The team is a well-heeled unit. They are, they are an impressive group. They've made their decisions, and all those guys aren't playing. Um, I think it's a mistake. It could hurt them. It probably will hurt them. doesn't mean they won't win. Yeah. I do favor yeah. them. No, I, yeah, I, I favor them slightly as well. Again, if, if Porter Jr. is like, Playing well, then I'm like, no, and then I heavily favor them. They could roll. So I think that's yeah. just that's just a matchup that I don't think the Lakers have an answer for. Uh, but, you know, we, we shall see. Uh, we think it's going to go, well, two ways. If Malone decides to play his bench and Michael Porter Jr. is playing well, then you're like, this could be a five-game series, Nuggets win. We, but if those things don't happen, They're not going to happen. I think it's going to go six or right. seven. Yeah. I think I, I, I favor Denver. Wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if L.A. wins. They're terrific, mm-hmm. as we've talked about all mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. All right. Heat and the Celtics. Celtics get a chance to go back and try to win that title. Now, a little revenge too, right? Like from the bubble from a a couple years ago. The Heat won this series and went to the NBA Finals. They lost, of course, uh, to the Lakers and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Will the outcome change this year? Um, Look, we said it earlier. Boston is the better team top to bottom. They are not immune, however, from having bad games. Right? Right? That's just shit happens like that. Spo and Jimmy... 
I, I said this this morning, and you corrected me a bit. You're like, I don't think Smo and Jimmy on their own are going to win two games. It's going to be them doing well, what they do you know, in conjunction on, with. On, to defend your point, your point was with Smo and Jimmy, they're going to win two games. Yes. You're not sweeping them. I, I don't agree with that necessarily, but you're not stupid for saying it. I understand your point. Those guys are so elite. Yes. To think you're just going to sweep the heat just because right. it's loaded is, is not smart. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I, I think they'll find a way to scheme something up. But to your point, as you said, it's going to also coincide with Boston having a shitty shooting night right. and, yeah, you know, yeah. doing the things that they do. Yeah. That has to happen too, probably. Boston has mm-hmm. so many more weapons to fire on both ends. You know, mm-hmm. Miami and is so if- up without his shooting team too. Oh, and and look, they've been they've been shooting well this postseason. But I look, they were a bad shoot, one shooting team all year. Yeah. You can't tell me all of a sudden now you're great. Like they're gonna and they've had shitty shooting nights in this postseason. Matter of fact, quite a few against the Knicks. Knicks just couldn't find a way to capitalize on those bad shooting nights. Boston will. Probably. The scariest part, if you're a if you're a um, Celtics fan, is uh, the only thing the only the only team more dangerous than a Spolstra team is a heavily underdog Spolstra team. Mm-hmm. Like there really is nothing to lose. I they might come right. up with some crazy stuff. You know, ready to get six man playing at the same time. That'd be good. And you mentioned Missoula is not as good as he will be X's and O's as he is. Uh, uh, you know, as he will be. Spoh's really good at X's yeah. and O's, and they believe in the message he's selling. They still got Kyle Lowry, the plus minus god, who's going to have one of those games where not only does he make threes, he gets his hand on every ball, steals every. It's going to be that's going to happen, right? Like. Now, I do like the point you made earlier is that they have a lot of bodies to throw at BAM, right? You're going to have Robert, Robert Horford, Williams, yeah. Al Horford. Like, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah. But, you know, and Jimmy's going to lock up one of Tatum and or Brown, right? Whoever they He's going to make on, it like, tough on him. He's going to make it mm-hmm. tough on him for sure. Mm-hmm. He can mm-hmm. kind of bounce him around as a cooler. Uh, but the other one should get off pretty good. And, again, if the Celtics play to their level, they should win this series. Like, if they play to their capabilities, right. they're, they're, just, this, they're just better. What just happened needs to be a trampoline for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If it is, they get to another level of play, they're, I mean, they win a championship, but they'll get by this round for sure. Yeah. No, but it, it'll be exciting. It starts on Tuesday um, with the Western Conference, and then it'll go uh, every every day. It'll be another series. So Tuesday will be Western, uh, Wednesday will be Eastern, and then back and forth like that. All the games start at 8.30 Eastern. Thank the good Lord. No more 10.30 tips. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what it's good to be in the East Coast. <laughs> that is what it's good to be on these coach. All right, guys, uh, stay tuned. We'll have some stuff uh, coming out on the website this week, and we will see you all on Thursday. Take care.